All right, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. William, turn that down a little bit for me. Just, just the pulpit mic, if you don't mind. My crew's coming. They're just running a little late tonight. 390 in your red back hymnals. 390. Yeah, that's better. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Thankful for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for our sins. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as white as snow. Stand all over the house tonight and we'll sing, There's wonder-working power in the blood. Amen. Would you be free from the burden of sin? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you or evil a victory win? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. of the Lamb on the second now. Would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's died. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb on the third now. Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? There's power in the blood, power in Oh, I like this now. Sin stains are lost in its life given. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in just blood up and the last would you do serve thus for Jesus your king there's power in the blood power in the blood would you live daily his praises to sing there's wonderful power in the blood amen there is power power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working in the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen. Thankful for the blood of Jesus.
Amen. If it hadn't been for the blood, there'd be no hope for our salvation. But it's through His blood that we've been made free. Uh, the price that was required um, uh, to satisfy God's uh, righteous demands for our sin, it was nothing short of blood. Amen. Not sinful blood, but sinless blood. And the only one that was worthy was Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hallelujah. All right, now turn to 125, page 125 tonight. Amen. Love this old song, another song about Jesus. It's Brother James Barnes' favorite song. I certainly miss him. But uh, Jesus will keep you singing when nothing else will. Hallelujah. There's within my heart a melody Jesus whispers sweet and low Fear not, I am with thee, peace be still In all of life's ebb and flow Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Sweetest name I As I go, all my life was wrecked by sin and strife. Discord filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the, yes, hallelujah, stirred the slumbering chords again. Sing it out tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know Fills my every longing Keeps me singing as I go On the third Feasting on the riches of His grace Resting neath His sheltering wing Heaven Always looking on His smiling face. That is why I shout and sing, sing. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go on the fourth. Though sometimes he leads through waters deep, trials fall across the way. Though sometimes the rough and steep see his footprints all the way. Thank God for that, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. as I go and the last soon he's coming back to welcome me far beyond the starry sky I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown I shall reign with him oh I'm looking forward to that Jesus 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 
Jesus, sweetest name I know, fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can't, think, can't sing that song without thinking about Brother Pee Wee. Miss him dearly, but one day we're going to see him again. Hallelujah. Uh, do you know that song talks about sugar? I don't think you realize the first phrase, it says, Jesus whispers sweet and low. Amen. That talks about sugar. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. One more song tonight. 103. 103. If I read your handwriting correct. Okay. Kind of look like a six, but we'll go with a zero. I like this. More about Jesus I would know. More of his grace to others show. More of his saving fullness see. More of his love who died for me. Lord, tonight, more, more about Jesus, more, more about Jesus, more of his saving fullness, see, more of his love who died to me, amen, more about Jesus, Say 
mine for me. Amen. Praise God. I like that. Don't you? Amen. Go ahead, brother. 390, bottom of page 390. Do what? I said I'll call back. Oh, my goodness. You must be leading him, leading him astray is all I can figure. Amen. Bottom of the page, page 390. Oh, yes, I like this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness fails his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant, his blood support me in the whelming flood when all around my soul gives way he then is all my hope and stay on christ the solid rock i stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Amen. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. Isn't that a wonderful lyric? Cannot beat the old hymns of the faith. Cannot, cannot improve on uh, the best. I'm not necessarily against new songs, but I love the old hymns. They've got a depth and a substance to them that a lot of modern music does not have. Amen. But um, I'm thankful that Christ is the solid rock of my life. He is a sure foundation. Amen. Build, build your life on Jesus, it'll stand. It, that, the Lord didn't promise us there wouldn't be storms. Wind's going to blow, uh, the waves are going to crash, but as long as your house is built on Jesus... It's going to stand the test of time. On the other hand, when you build your life on anything, any other foundation besides Christ, it'll be just like a, uh, a sandcastle, hallelujah. Amen. It might look pretty, but the first sign of trouble, amen, it's going down. Amen. Well, glory to God. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate your presence this evening. Uh, one of my kids is here. Carly's here, so... 
Maybe she walked. That's all I can figure out. But I think she's in a bathroom. But uh, amen. The other ones will come straggling in before it's all said and done. But uh, we do thank you for being in, in God's house today. Hope uh, you're having a good week. And again, just enjoying the lovely, lovely um, uh, weather that we're having. I told somebody today, I said, I still think uh, weather's just setting us up for a big cold spell. But uh, who knows? Uh, some of our biggest snows have been in March and April. So don't, amen, don't, don't get too excited. Don't let your guard down. Uh, amen. March, uh, it's going to roar in like a lion one way or another. So, but uh, enjoy what we have while we've got it, right? Amen. I don't know what it is, but the sunshine just, it invigorates you and uh, excites you. Uh, praise the Lord. But I'm thankful not only for the S-U-N, but I'm thankful for the S-O-N. Amen. The Son of God. Uh, he'll never stop shining. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. All right, just by way of announcement, I do want to remind you that we will have a special gathering this upcoming Sunday night after church uh, uh, just to uh, honor Brother LV and celebrate his birthday uh, as long as we can get him here. That's a big thing, but I think we'll be able to do that uh, again, LV. He is struggling and health-wise, but if I were 90 years old, I'd be struggling too. Hallelujah. Appreciate him. He means so much to us, and so we'll do our best to honor him this upcoming Sunday night. His birthday is the 23rd, so that would be Friday. Is that correct? So if you think about it, give him a phone call or uh, send him a card wishing him a happy birthday. I think that'd be great. Uh, I don't know of any other announcements that we have. Do we have any other announcements that need to be mentioned? All right, just by way of prayer request, uh, amen, just continue to remember uh, those in our church that, uh, that are sick or unable to, to come to God's house. Again, we uh, pray for LV, remember Miss Debbie, his uh, niece, in prayer, uh, pray for her health. Also, remember um, uh, Jimmy Seaton, that's LV's brother-in-law, he's lost and he needs Christ. So just pray that God give myself. I, I'd say at some point in time, LV and I will be going down to see him and uh, that we'll be able to say something pointing towards Jesus. Amen. Uh, but uh, remember him in prayer. And uh, continue to remember Miss Beth. Uh, Mom was asking about you today, Beth. Uh, she said, well, I think she's 39 weeks. Is that right? Oh, Lord. And acts like nothing's wrong. I'm telling you. But remember in prayer is it's going to be, she's a short timer, hallelujah. And it's going to be a girl, right? Boy, these boys, their, their world's getting ready to be turned upside down. I promise you that. Amen. Amen. Y'all think everything's just going along fine and then throw another female into the equation. That'll turn your world upside down quick. I promise you that. So remember Beth in prayer. Remember Miss Elma. How's she doing, Ellen? Wonderful, wonderful. Remember her in prayer. She uh, continues to to deal with uh, the cancer uh, surgery that she recently had, but just praise God that it's gone a lot better than what it could have. Uh, amen. I was talking to somebody today, and, you know, we want to focus on our uh, trials and the things we face in life, but uh, somebody's always worse off than we are. 
and we can always find something to be thankful for. God's good to us, church, and uh, amen. We just need to live our lives in the light of his glory and grace. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. So uh, uh, some of it's good to have Janice and, and Carrie with us tonight. I was hoping that my buddy would be with you, but still nothing there. Amen. Not yet. Won't be long, but uh, it's so good to, to see them with us tonight. Amen. Have them. Appreciate them very, very much. But anything that you'd like to add to the prayer chain tonight, you, or prayer, prayer list, excuse me, you can do so. What's her name again, William? Allie. Terrell, that's Eric's wife. All right, somebody else? Amen. 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 It might not be a big deal to anybody else, but if it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal to God. Amen. He's a, he's a personal Savior. Amen. He's not too big, not too busy to, uh, to be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Amen. Another prayer request this evening. right. Remember Miss Lola? Miss Cheryl? Miss Elizabeth? We could just go on and on with uh, those who are not able to come. Certainly miss them, don't you? Amen. Any other prayer needs this evening? Pray for mom and dad. I talked to them today and amen. That coming home is getting closer and closer. So uh, I guess we're, we're, we're not supposed to, to take joy in other people's sorrow, right? <laughs> amen. Praise God. I'm ready for them to be back myself. I'm just going to say <clears throat> Pam's fun to pick on, but not as fun as my dad. All right. Any other prayer requests tonight? Unspoken requests by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones we need to remember. Amen. Pray for our missionaries. Pray for our nation. Pray for all the things that are going on in this world. And pray that uh, God just touch the hearts of his people. Uh, amen. We need to turn our eyes towards the Lord. We need to wake up. We need to get a, a, an urgency. Uh, amen. And a... Uh, a fervency about the work we've been called and commissioned to do before it's too late, still being, amen, just uh, meditating on the messages both from Sunday morning and Sunday night. And uh, church, I'm telling you, uh, 
if we don't go, they won't know. It's that simple. And uh, we can't just sit sit around. I, I don't know about anybody else, but I, I mean, it wouldn't bother me if the Lord come back tonight. Amen. I'm ready for him to come back. I won't give you the little boy story. I love doing that, but I won't do that again. But uh, amen. I'd love for the Lord to come back tonight, but uh, we can't just uh, take it easy and relax and just kind of uh, cruise on in to the rapture because when we do that we're wasting time the Bible says that uh, we should redeem the time uh, and uh, and uh, again do everything we can to take advantage of the time we have Jesus said I, w- I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day the night cometh when no man can work amen hey if Christ had an urgency if uh, he said, I must be about my father's business. Paul, uh, amen. They, uh, they believed in the imminent return of the Savior. Uh, and uh, I believe that if we're where we need to be and if our hearts are fixed on the Lord, uh, I, I believe that the, uh, imminent, the imminence of the rapture will motivate us to, uh, to take uh, the work that God's given us to do more serious than what we, what we do. Amen. All right, we'll gather around the altar. We'll take these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you could do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Uncle Kenny, you lead us in prayer tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, this evening for this and other uh, uh, Wednesday night prayer meeting service that we have, Lord, just to come before you and... uh, Lord, just to worship you in spirit and in truth, God. And Lord, I thank you, Father, for these who have made their way out to your house. And Lord, uh, uh, Lord, just encourages me, Lord, as their pastor, to see them in their place. Uh, Lord, uh, Lord, I just pray, God, that you just help us, Lord, to realize, Lord, that you've placed us here for such a time as this. And uh, God, um, it's not an accident or a coincidence that we're here, but God, it's you have a purpose, Lord, for our gathering. So, Lord, I pray tonight that we'd be here to praise you. We'd here, be here to worship you, uh, to exalt and magnify the name of our Savior, God, for he alone is worthy. And, God, I pray, Father, for everything that's said and done, the music, the testimonies, the offerings, the prayers. Lord, the preaching of thy word as it goes forth tonight, I pray it wouldn't be in vain. I pray, Lord, that it would take root. Make an eternal difference, God, in our hearts and lives, Lord. Uh, God, I pray your hand would be upon our church, God. Help us, Lord, just to continue to be about the work that you've given to us. Uh, Lord, just help us, Lord, give us a vision. God, the Bible says when there's no vision, the people perish. So, God, we need that vision, Lord. Uh, uh, Lord, I pray tonight, Lord, that you just uh, help us, oh, Father, this evening. Uh, Lord, uh, God, uh, Lord, just to trust you and realize, God, that, uh, God, you've left us uh, here on the corner of Buckingham and Pinto Road for a purpose and a reason. You've got a job for us to do. And, Lord, help us, Lord, to use the, uh, the urgency of the hour that we're living in. God, just to do our best to faithfully uh, spread the gospel seed, uh, Lord, all around our community, Lord. Uh, Father, I pray for every prayer request that's been offered up, those who are sick, those who are hurting. I pray, Lord, for uh, uh, William's sister, God. I pray you bless her. 
Father, Lord, I pray, God, for LV. I pray for Debbie. Lord, I pray, God, that you just, uh, uh, Lord, would bless uh, uh, Lord Jimmy Seaton. God, help to, to come to a saving knowledge of faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray, Father, tonight that you just uh, uh, bless Miss Elma. Lord, thank you for the good report that we continue to hear from her. Uh, God, Lord, I pray, Father, this evening that you bless Beth. And, uh, Lord, uh, God, I pray you'd continue to protect her and give her a good and safe delivery. God, everything be good with the child, Father, is our prayer. Uh, Lord, uh, God, again, we ask you to bless those who are unable to attend tonight. Father, we pray for Miss Cheryl. Uh, God, Miss Lola, God, Miss Elizabeth, God, Nancy, and uh, God, Helen, Lord, so many others, God, that are unable to make their way up to the house of God. And uh, Lord, we love you, we praise you, we commit the remainder of our service to thee. And we'll pray, we pray, God, tonight that everything that's said and done would bring honor and glory and praise under the name of our Savior. It's in Christ's name we ask all these things. Amen. It's always good to pray, isn't it? I'm thankful I don't have to go to a certain place. Now, it's good to pray when you're at church, but I don't have to come to church to pray. I don't have to uh, go to the priest or the pope to uh, get a word from God. I can open my Bible, and uh, I've got, I have access to the uh, perfect word of God for my life. Isn't that a blessing? Amen. Don't have to make a uh, a trip to Mecca. Uh, amen. To pray to a a, a sinful man uh, that's dead. Amen. You, I can take you to the tomb of Buddha, and he's dead. Jesus is alive and well, seated on his Father's throne. Amen. Well, we have so many things to be thankful for tonight. Turn to Jeremiah, chapter number fifty. Jeremiah chapter number 50. We get this far and then I'll tell you these last, especially chapter 50, 50 and 51 are very lengthy chapters. But we're not going to do the word of God a disservice. We're going to do our best to um, just hunker down and plow through it and try to glean as much from the scriptures as we possibly can. Tonight let's read... Verse, begin with verse number 12. Caroline, turn the pulpit mic off if you don't mind. Verse number 12. Again, these are words of judgment that God is pronouncing by way of the prophet Jeremiah upon the kingdom of Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar, the great Babylonian ruler, at that point in time he was uh, the greatest emperor, the greatest king in all the world. Uh, one of the greatest rulers the world's ever known. But um, every kingdom that's risen has eventually fallen. Such was certainly the case with Babylon. And, uh, and I believe the, well, the same could be said about the Grecian Empire, um, the uh, Roman Empire. We could go on and on even the uh, British Empire that rose uh, couple of centuries ago, several centuries ago, and I believe America's going to fall sooner or later. I don't take pleasure in saying that. I just believe that's, as much as anything, the natural consequence of, of humanity. 
anything man does is corruptible. It's perishable. It will not last forever. Amen. That's why we've got to put our hope and our faith in the things of God rather than the things of this world. If God does it, it'll, it'll last throughout eternity. But when man does it, it's flawed, and sooner or later it's going to fail. So let's read verse number 12 of Jeremiah chapter 50, and we'll read down through verse number 25. The Bible says here, Your mother shall be more sore confounded. She that bear you shall be ashamed. Behold, the hindermost of nations shall be a wilderness, a dry land, and a desert. Because of the wrath of the Lord, it shall not be inhabited, but it shall be wholly desolate. One that goeth by Babylon shall be astonished and hiss at all her plagues. Put yourself in array against Babylon round about. All ye that bend the bow about uh, at her, spare no arrows, for she hath sinned against the Lord. Shout against her round about. She hath given her hand. Her foundations are fallen. Her walls are thrown down. For it is the vengeance of the Lord. Uh, take vengeance upon her as she hath done do unto her. Cut off the sower from Babylon, and him that handleth the sickle in the time of harvest, for fear of the, op of the oppressing sword, they shall turn every one to his people, and they shall flee every one to his own land. Uh, Israel is a scattered sheep. The lions have driven him away. First the king of Assyria hath devoured him, and last this Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, hath broken his bones. Therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land as I have punished the king of Assyria. And I will bring Israel again to his habitation, and he shall feed on Carmel and Bashan, and, and his soul shall be satisfied upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none, and the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I reserve. Boy, I like that phrase. Go up against the land of Marathim, uh, even against it and against the inhabitants of Pecod, uh, wasted and utterly destroy after them, saith the Lord, and do according to all that I have commanded thee. A sound of battle is in the land, and of great destruction. How is the hammer of the whole earth? Cut asunder and broken. How is Babylon become a desolation among the nations? I have laid a snare for thee. And thou art also taken, O Babylon. And thou wast not aware that uh, are them, or thou art found and also caught. Because thou hast striven against the Lord. It's never a wise thing to strive against God. The Lord hath opened his armory and hath brought forth the weapons of his indignation. For this is the work of the Lord God of hosts in the land of the Chaldeans. We'll quit reading there. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I love you. I pray your blessings upon the reading of your word. Now bless as we preach and share these truths, God, uh, that have, uh, you have revealed unto us tonight. And Lord, I pray that we would be very clear. Uh, Lord, you're not the author of confusion, so we don't want uh, to be either. Lord, our desire is to uh, inform uh, to encourage, Lord, and to enlighten uh, your people by way of your word and through your Holy Spirit. And God, I pray that you use the word of God to penetrate our hearts tonight. And uh, God, I pray that your word would find good ground and bear an abundance of fruit. 
God, help us not to be mere hearers only, but doers, faithful doers of the Word of God. Uh, Lord, I'm thankful that your Word is a lamp in our feet and a light in our paths. And Lord, we're going to hide our word in, or your Word in our hearts that we might not sin against thee. Honor your Word, exalt your Son tonight by way of your humble servant. We're going to praise you in advance for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name we pray all God's people said. Uh, we made some statements last Wednesday night about Babylon. Let me just refresh you on those. Babylon was known as a proud city. Uh, it is contrasted against Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the holy city. Uh, Babylon uh, is a repre it represents uh, all the greatness and the grandeur uh, that humanity has to offer. Uh, amen. It, it really was a uh, uh, it boasted in the works uh, of man. You know, humanism. Uh, amen. The exaltation of man. But brother, I want to tell you that man can try to exalt himself all he wants, but he'll never be equal to God. And that's what, try, that's what the attempt that was made from the very beginning at the Tower of Babel by uh, Nimrod. Uh, he was a great hunter uh, before God, uh, but he was also a rebel. And uh, the name Babel means the gate of God symbolizing how that when Nimrod tried to build the tower, he tried to build it all the way into the very gate uh, of God. Well, he failed. And regardless of, of what man does or how hard he tries, uh, amen, man will never be the creator. He's always the creature. I'll tell you what, if God were to pull the rug out from under us, all he has to do is pull the plug and we're through. Amen. Man cannot function independent from God. We're not autonomous. We are dependent. Uh, amen. The Lord, He is our sufficiency. So um, uh, man always has and always will fail when he strives to live and operate apart from uh, his dependence upon the Lord his God. Uh, but similar to ba Babel, there's a word Balel, which means confusion. Babylon or Babel is where God divided the nations by bringing confusion, uh, by causing the people to speak in different languages. Now, uh, we always think of God as the great uniter, but sometimes God divides. Uh, amen. We don't need to just unite together uh, uh, in the name of peace and harmony. Amen. Uh, we need to unite together on the base of the standard of God's truth. Amen. If God's for it, then we need to be for it. But if God's against it, we don't need to ally ourselves uh, with that uh, which God opposes and that which He is against. Nimrod was a mighty hunter before God. He was a mighty rebel, though, against God. His wife was named uh, Semiramis, and their son was named Tammuz. Babylon represents the earthly city of splendor which exalts itself against God. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's Hanging Gardens was one of the uh, ancient seven wonders of the world. The great whore of Babylon, referred to in the book of Revelation, uh, I believe it's chapter 17, 18, somewhere around in there, uh, rep will one day represent an ecumenical religious system of the last days that will heavily be influenced uh, by the Catholic Church. The Pope very well may be the false prophet. We can't say that for sure. On the other hand, I do believe there's this distinction between 
religious Babylon and commercial Babylon, which is the capital city. It will be the capital city of the revived Roman Empire uh, of, uh, out of which the Antichrist will rule in over the world. But it could eventually be Babylon itself. Uh, you know, Semiramis, she was the queen of heaven. Uh, again, we talked last week about how that every religion apart from Christianity worships uh, amen, uh, uh, feminine God. Uh, amen. Uh, Semiramis was the queen of heaven. Tammuz was her supernaturally born son. And uh, you can look at various religions of the world, uh, whether it be Venus, Isis, Ashtaroth, Astarte. We could go on and on, but basically it's the same thing. It's the feminine God. Uh, it, it all It's paganism derived out of uh, the Babylonian religious, uh, which was incorporated within uh, uh, the Roman Empire and under Constantine when he merged uh, Romanism with Christianity, which produced the, Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, another name for Nimrod, by the way, is Baal. Baal worship was one of the great... Uh, uh, but what it is... It, it, you know, the sin is the fact that man is worshiping the creature more than he is the creator. Amen. And so again, there's so much more we could say about that, but I spent way too much time getting off track last week. We're not going to do that tonight. But just again, giving you some refreshing thoughts on the nature of Babylon and what a wonderful study that is. But uh, let's get right into our text tonight. Uh, and, and we didn't read these verses, but I don't think we quite finished up last week with our study. Now, um, let's see. Let's begin verse number 11. No, verse, yeah, verse number 11. There's a celebration. Because you were glad, because you rejoiced. Again, maybe the hard thing for us to understand here is why would God judge Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon considering that, considering that the Bible clearly states that that God raised Nebuchadnezzar up so that he might be a tool and an instrument to judge Judah, the people of God, for their sins. So why would God turn, again, turn around and judge the very one that he raised up to execute judgment upon Israel? Well, the answer is found here clearly in verse number 11 of our text, because you were glad and because you rejoiced. Rejoiced in what? Uh, uh, the destruction of God's people. Amen. Again, uh, Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar, they turned against the Jews, just like the Assyrians had done several years before them. God eventually brought wrath upon Assyria, used Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon to overthrow the Assyrians simply because Assyria turned against God's people. So God did the same thing to Nebuchadnezzar, uh, amen, and Babylon, not just because they turned against Judah, but because they took pleasure out of it. May I say to you that we ought never take pleasure uh, out of the downfall of others. Uh, amen. You know, again, God doesn't do that. We saw that Sunday morning when we pre, or excuse me, Sunday night, uh, preaching in Ezekiel chapter number 33, the watchman, how that uh, the Bible says the Lord has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Now, if anybody had the right to take pleasure uh, in, in, in people's suffering, and uh, amen, take, taking pleasure, getting a, amen, getting a thrill, so to speak, out of judging sin, amen, and, and 
repaying man for his error, it'd be God. But He doesn't do that. God uh, would always, because of His nature, our God is one who would always choose grace and mercy and love over vengeance and, and, and wrath and judgment. So if God chooses to turn against a nation and judge them, it's not because that's His natural reaction or inclination. It's because He's faced with no other choice. And for Him not to, uh, to judge humanity, you say, well, why doesn't God just overlook sin? Because that would make God evil. That would make God unholy. That would, make, that would cause God to be unrighteous. And there is no unrighteousness with God. Uh, amen. One of these days the scales are going to be uh, balanced and every wrong will be corrected. What, you know, God's going to judge this world. God's going to judge people. That which is hidden shall be brought to light. Uh, amen. There is a payday coming one day for this world. But God doesn't take pleasure in that, so we ought not either. Uh, amen. We ought to weep when we see... You know what? Actually, the Bible says when we see a brother or sister overtaking a fault, we ought to restore one another in the spirit of meekness, considering our own selves, lest we also be tempted. You know, where's the ministry of restoration in our day? You know, we see somebody fall, uh, and, and what do we start doing? Well, we want to gossip about them. We want to say things like, well, you know, they're just getting what they deserve. Uh, amen. The, 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 uh, they made their bed, now they can lay in it. Well, where, what about us making that special, concentrated extra effort to restore that one? Uh, now, once again, you can't force anybody to do anything, but we ought to do, go beyond the call of duty and go the extra mile to do everything within our power to bring a person that has gone astray back to a place of repentance. Amen? Hey, listen, uh, if you stray away, you'd want somebody to do that for you. And be careful, if you have not strayed, one day you probably will. Amen? But uh, hallelujah. Uh, you know, again, God judged Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians simply because they rejoiced in the destruction uh, of Judah and the people of God. So there's an exploitation, verse number 11, O ye destroyers of mine heritage, because ye are grown fat as the heifer at grass and bellow as the bulls. Now if you remember on the very night that God, uh, that God judged Babylon, uh, amen, when, when the Persians came in under the walls, Daniel saw the handwriting on the wall, said this very night, uh, amen, the kingdom's going to fall, uh, right? Uh, amen. But uh, praise the Lord, I, I, I'm telling you, church, uh, amen, they were literally, the Babylonians, the king was literally drinking out uh, of the holy vessels that had been carried out of the temple. Uh, in other words, they had exploited uh, God's people. Brother, can I just say to you, there's a whole lot of exploitation going on in our world today. Uh, I'm talking about those who are the haves taking advantage of the have-nots. You say, give me an example. How about, uh, how about uh, child sexual trafficking? Is that not, uh, you know, uh, the exploitation of the innocents? And brother, I'd say that we don't even know the half of what goes on as far as the, you know, those who have power. Brother, power can be a power is a dangerous thing, especially if you don't know how to use it. And there's a lot of people in power that are that are taking advantage of their positions uh, and the authority that they have uh, to exploit and to take advantage of the innocent and those who are unable to defend themselves. Amen. 
Hey, if God judged Babylon for it, He'll judge those in our day who are doing the same thing. Amen. They may hide it from us, but amen, God will expose them. And uh, I don't know, once again, I'm not going to run. But listen, the uh, Bible says it'd be better for a millstone to be hung around your neck than to defend one of these little ones. Uh, amen. Those who are, are strong, uh, exploiting and taking advantage of those who are weak and helpless. Now there's a humiliation, verse number 12. Your mother shall be sore confounded. She that bear you shall be ashamed. Now again, Babylon was known as a city of pride. The city set upon a hill, so to speak. Just like Rome later on. And we could even refer to America as that shining light, that beacon. Uh, amen. That humanity takes pride in. But uh, amen. A city that was known worldwide as a symbol of humanistic pride would be brought to its knees and humbled. Brother, any time man tries to exalt himself to the place of God, uh, amen, God will bring him low. Amen? And uh, that's one of the things, I don't know what it is, the last couple of weeks, man, it's just these little trails, and I, I don't want, but uh, what about all this, this artificial intelligence that, that people are just flocking to? It's like the, the Holy Grail, uh, amen, this, this, Man has finally devised a way to fix all of his problems. Amen. A man has, has formulated a solution uh, to correct his imperfection. Well, he can do what he wants to, but the, 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 the true matter of fact is he, he's ignoring the real problem. We don't need artificial intelligence. We need repentance from sin. Because sin's the problem. Until you remove uh, the root of the cancer, amen. Uh, and I, I just don't believe God's in that. And I'm not saying that there aren't benefits and positives. I'm not against technology and all. Uh, amen, it's how you use it. But brother, anything man puts his hands on is going to end up in a disaster. And you mark my word before it's all said and done, there's going to be a whole lot of evil and a whole lot of wrongdoing coming out come out of this artificial intelligence. I won't charge you for that one, hallelujah. There's a dehydration, verse number 12. Uh, I, I, listen, humble yourself before the Lord and He won't have to humble you. But if we try to exalt ourselves, He'll bring us low, right? A dehydration, verse number 12. Behold, the hindermost of the nations shall be a wilderness, a dry land and a desert. I find this interesting if you know anything about the ge geography of ancient Babylon, it, it, it was basically just like uh, Egypt. It, it was built upon a riverbed, the banks of a river, the, the, the lowlands. And you know as well as I do that uh, there is no more fertile uh, area that, that is ripe for cultivating farmland and growing crops and uh, then a, then a riverbank. And Babylon, you know, geographically we know that uh, the Mesopotamia, the area of Mesopotamia, which is probably ground zero for uh, human existence. You know, uh, the Garden of Eden was probably located in that land. That's where God called Abraham out of Ur uh, into Canaan. But again, the land between the two rivers, the Tigris and the Euphrates rivers, these rivers still exist today. But you know what? 
What once was known as the Fertile Crescent is now a barren desert. Isn't that? You say, preacher, what is that? That's a fulfillment of, 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 of verse number 12. The hindermost of the nation shall be a wilderness, a dry land, and a desert. Or Iraq and Iran, you know, I've never been uh, over, over, over into that area, but they say it's some of the most dry and arid and just uh, unpleasant places that you could, you could live in all the world. Brother, if I was wanting to find a place to live, it wouldn't be the desert. That's pretty much what it's become now. Uh, amen. A desert land. And I believe that's judgment that God has pronounced upon Babylon. A habitation, verse number 13, because of the wrath of the Lord. It shall not be inhabited, but it shall be wholly desolate. Again, the destruction would be so severe that the land would be uh, uninhabitable. And we've talked about that. That's, the, the uh, again, uh, a feature, a characteristic of pretty much every one of these areas that we've studied is how that a place that was flourishing and prospering could all of a sudden, uh, amen, be destroyed to the point that it was literally inhabitable. Uh, amen. Could you fathom the, the idea or the thought that Greene County, Tennessee could, could be uninhabitable? Well, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying it could. And if God allowed that to happen to Babylon and to Judah and to all these other, to all these other places, brother, it could happen to us. Amen, as well. An infestation, verse number 13, Everyone that goeth by Babylon shall be astonished and hissed at all her plagues. Now that's something that we've seen all throughout the book of Jeremiah, this threefold judgment. Uh, amen. Famine, uh, the sword, the famine, and the plague. Uh, amen. The sword is war, the famine is a food shortage, and the plague are diseases. And um, that's just God's prescription. That's one of God's, you study it scripturally, you'll find this, uh, this, uh, this pattern of judgment that God uses warfare, God uses uh, famine or, or food shortage, and He uses disease uh, to, uh, uh, amen, to demonstrate His judgment upon a society. I won't say any more than that. Use your own imagination. Uh, there's a confrontation. Put yourselves in array, verse 14, against Babylon. Round about, all ye that bend the bow, shoot at her, spare no arrows. What once had been known as a city of peace would become known as a world war zone. Right? And, and that's something we've talked about. Again, I hate to rehash the hash, so to speak, but it's very relevant to the day you and I are living in, thinking that because all we've ever known here in America is peace and prosperity, think, you know, that means that it's always going to be that way. You know, most of the wars, the great wars of the world have, have occurred on other continents and on the other side of the world. But brother, I'm telling you, if God so chooses, He could allow, uh, amen, uh, violence and warfare to, uh, to explode uh, right here within our nation's borders. Uh, there's a transgression. Why? Because she has sinned against the Lord. Amen. What does the Bible say? For the wages of sin is what? Death. Amen. And, in, and except ye repent, ye shall in all likewise perish. Brother, the, the, the trajectory of sin is death, devastation, and destruction. Anytime a society lends itself and bends itself towards sin rather than righteousness, 
Amen. Uh, the end's not going to be pretty. Uh, amen. Uh, che- you know, Deuteronomy, I've set before you life or death. Choose life. What does man do? Chooses death. Why? Because he chooses sin. The devil makes sin appealing on, uh, outwardly. But amen, there is pleasure in sin for a season, but the end thereof, the ways of death and destruction. Amen. Well, I, I want to choose God's way over man's way, don't you? Help me preach tonight. Amen. A declaration, shout against her, round about. Uh, again, you know, maybe even her friends turned on her. Uh, amen. Maybe those who were her allies. And, uh, you know, this is something that, and I don't want to get political tonight, but during a previous generation, we had leaders going across the seas and to other continents, apologizing to the world for all of the, uh, uh, amen, all of the evils of America. Uh, amen. Went to France and, and, and apologized to France. Brother, if it wasn't for America, the French would be speaking German. Hallelujah. Amen. What do we have to apologize for? Other than Israel, uh, uh, America has done more good for this world than any other nation. Right? But uh, due to our own, some of our own people, uh, amen, that are portraying America as being the problem rather than the solution, amen, uh, amen, I'm afraid that we, are, that we may continue to see uh, our allies turn against us. Well, if they want to, if, if we're such a bad place, why do so many of them want to live here? Hallelujah, it's good preaching. I'm going to preach it. Holly needs it. I'm going to preach at Holly for a little bit tonight. I better be good. Uh, amen. Revelation, she hath given her hand. Boy, I, I think that's an interesting statement. You know, revealed her, and, and I don't know, that, but, huh. you know, God has a way of revealing our weaknesses. And, you know, the Titanic, before it sank back in 1912, they said it was the unsinkable ship. But it was, it was not invulnerable. Uh, and it sunk. And, I, you know, again, you've got to be careful who you watch. You know, I love to, to watch YouTube and, and all this, and I try to filter and try to make sure that, that, that my sources are credible and aren't sensationalist. But, uh, amen, you know, there are some very powerful, very knowledgeable former uh, leaders and generals who've served in this country and who don't have a, a beef or a bias. They don't have an angle that they're, or just, you know, they, they, they tell you that America's more vulnerable today than it's ever been. Right? Could it be that God's, again, we've talked about that holy hedge. That, that has surrounded us for so long. And I believe it's because our forefathers had enough sense to put their faith and confidence in the Lord our God. But now we don't need God. We can, we, we can do just fine without Him. And we know more than, than, than He does. And we're going we're gonna to fix the problems that He's made, right? Well, could it be that that, that holy hedge is in the process uh, amen. And we talk about the borders and the walls and the invasion that's occurring right here in our country. Amen. Uh, brother, I'll tell you, it, 
we need a wall that's bigger and stronger than a border wall. We need, we need a, he, a holy hedge of protection from the hand of the Almighty to, to protect us from our enemies. Babylon, and let, well, let's just keep reading. The text uh, describes it for itself. She hath given her hand, verse number 15, an invasion. The foundations are fallen. Her walls are thrown down. You know, if you study the, the, the demise of Babylon, now ba Babylon was not actually destroyed when the Persians invaded it. Uh, Alexander the Great, the greatest Egyptian ruler, he's the one that destroyed the city of Babylon. But if you study the way that, that the Persians, Cyrus and Artaxerxes, the great Cyrus, Persian emperors, how that they invaded uh, Babylon, the great city of Nebuchadnezzar, they had seemingly unpenetrable walls, but history tells us that they literally dammed up the Euphrates River. Amen? Well, you know, what good's a wall if the river dries up? And that created, uh, you know, a wide open door for the Persian army to, to, to march right in and under the walls. And, and before the Babylonians knew, ever knew what had happened, they had already been captured. Uh, amen. Again, we've got to be careful about depending upon our resources, right? We've got to be careful about depending upon our weapons and, and the things that, 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 that we have to defend ourselves and to protect ourselves. Amen. Technology is great as long as it works. But the moment the Russians and the Chinese find a way to shut our grid down, uh, amen. What good's a nuclear weapon if it, if, 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 if it can't fire? You understand what I'm saying tonight? I'm saying all of these things are great, but, but listen, uh, amen, we, need, we need the one that gave us the uh, technology to create the nuclear weapon more than we do the... We need the creator and not the creature. Right? Amen. That's right. Kind of the Trojan horse effect. And again... <laughs> Once again, you've got to be careful about your sources, but, uh, you know, they say that uh, there are some, there are some who say that the Chinese already have enough, uh, enough people on our soil uh, to form an army. And I, I, I don't know, but uh, I, I promise you one thing, or I'll say this, I'm highly uncomfortable with the relationship, not just a, a particular party, but, I, but I'm talking about our leaders all across the board. Amen. They've, got, they've gotten too comfy cozy with the Chinese. Amen. That's right. A compensation. Hey, listen, you play with a snake long enough, it's going to bite you. That's right. A compensation. Verse 15. For it is the vengeance of the Lord. Take vengeance upon her as she hath done do unto her. So what did Babylon do? What did Nebuchadnezzar do? you know, destroyed all these other places. Uh, amen. Uh, amen. You know, brought, captured all of these other people and now take vengeance upon her as she hath done so do unto her. Here's the thing. That's why there's no need for us to uh, exert vengeance on our enemies. Why? Because vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I'll repay. See, when you and I... <laughs> Uh, I better be careful. I'll be on the altar again. Uh, amen. Listen, we, yeah, I know, Pam. You think, <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, you, you said a word. You're just laughing. 
Uh, hey, listen. When we, do you know when we, the reason why, one reason why, thank you, Lord, that we should never execute vengeance or judgment upon our enemies or upon those who have wronged us is why? Because our judgment is imperfect. Uh, our, our knowledge. You know, we always see things in a biased way, don't we? You know, again, you have, you have, uh, you know, one of my best friends, detective, uh, you know who, who I'm talking about, I won't say his name, but he always said to me that there's, when it comes to a domestic situation, he always has his, his, his side, her side, and then you have the truth. And so many times when it comes to... A, I'm glad I'm not the one with my finger on the button because I nuked this place a long time ago. But you see, my, just, my judgment, my ability to judge right from wrong, who's right, who's wrong, is flawed. God's is perfect. You know, we, what we want to do in life is we want to be the judge, the jury, and the executioner. But there's only one that has that right, and he's seated on his throne in heaven. Amen. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. You say, well, I, they did me wrong. Amen. And I've got to, I've got to take revenge on them, brother. Amen. If they did you wrong, one of these days God will vindicate you and He'll judge them for what they've done. See, what we want to do, we don't want to wait on it. We want, we want it done right then and right there. Amen. Recompense no man evil for evil. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. It is a. Do you know that uh, sinners are a whole lot uh, worse off in God's hands than they are heirs? Right? Amen. We just need to let God uh, take care of judging those who have done wrong. A deprivation, verse 16. I'm trying to get as far as I can tonight. Cut off the sower from Babylon, and him that handleth the sickle in the time of harvest. Again, this is that element of judgment, the threefold judgment. Again, famine, the plague, and, and the sword. Uh, the famine, the food shortage. Uh, again, the sower would be cut off. And him that handled the sickle in the time of the harvest. Brother, you, you know something you ought to be thankful for? You got food on your table. You ought, you ought to be thankful you can go to Walmart or Food City uh, or wherever it is you choose to shop and, and buy groceries. You say, well, I'm not thankful because the prices are higher than what they have been. Well, praise God, I agree. Amen. Prices, uh, Grocery prices are higher than they have been, but to a certain extent, they're still affordable. Amen. I can, the other night, amen, I, I did some exercise and I got done. I wanted a bowl of cereal. We didn't have any milk. It was about 1.30 in the morning. What I do, I got in Holly's car and I drove to the store and got me some. Praise God. Uh, amen. We ought to be thankful for the provisions that we have. Amen. Well, there is an oppression. Verse 16. For fear of the oppressing sword, they shall turn everyone to his people, and they shall flee everyone to his own land. For fear of the oppressing sword. Uh, you know, again, that's something... In our land, we here in America, we've really known nothing of uh, an authoritative dictatorship. Or, in a, well, I'm thankful for liberty, aren't you? I'm thankful for freedom. Amen. 
the freedom that I have to, to live my own life and govern myself. Uh, amen. And the authority of our land has always been in the hands of the people. Uh, amen. But listen, uh, it's possible that one day we could be in under the hand of the oppressor. So we better be thankful and take advantage of, of the freedom that we have while it's still there. There's a coercion. Israel is a scattered sheep. The lions have driven him away. A combination, verse 17. First the king of Assyria hath devoured him. And last this Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon hath broken his bones. Again, Assyria, uh, you know, uh, destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. Nebuchadnezzar destroyed uh, the southern kingdom of Babylon. And now there's a demonstration, verse 18. Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, behold, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land as I have punished the king of Assyria. The truth is, Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians should have learned their lesson. Uh, amen. They had an example to follow, seeing what God did uh, to the Assyrians. So he was getting ready to do the same to them. But so many times we don't learn the lessons of life and we don't follow the examples. You know what you ought to do? When you see somebody else fall or you when you see somebody that is led astray by the allurements uh, of this world you know what y'all to do uh, y'all to learn from their mistakes right um, I'm thankful for the word of God I'm thankful that <laughs> see what we think today is that in order for the medicine to be productive it's got to always be positive amen well, brother, I, I'm just, I, I'm telling you, you'll learn as much. You know what? You'll learn as much, if not more, from the failures of your own life than you will your own successes. But, you know, you ought to learn from the failures of others. Uh, amen. And I'm thankful for the Peters and the, uh, and the, the Moseses and the, the Jonas and all of the Davids. They were great men. men. They were godly men. But they were not perfect men. And I believe God has provided these individuals in the Word of God as examples. Amen. So that we might learn not just what to do, but what not to do as well. And uh, praise God. We'll, we'll quit there. I, I, you know, me and my uh, OCD, uh, I want to get to the place that I'm supposed to get to, but I'm not going to do that. We're going to shut her down and go to the house. Are you learning anything? Is it helping you? Amen. I love the Word of God. You know, there's no boring parts of the Scripture. Now, on the surface, you might read that and say, I ain't got a clue what a... But if you'll just, op if, if you'll just get to digging. See, the Bible's like a treasure chest. Uh, amen. A lot of times, the, the most precious jewels aren't on the surface or on the top, but a lot of times... They're buried down in the bottom. You've got to dig them out. And that's what the Bible is. It's a, it's a treasure chest full of jewels that if you'll just diligently work and study and say, uh, Lord, use the Holy Spirit of God that indwells my heart to enlighten me and to help me understand. God will use His Word to feed your soul more than anything else that this world has to offer. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, I've done my best to share your truth, Lord. And God, I, I pray that, Lord, we have done uh, as good a job as we possibly can of just, again, demonstrating. Lord, we wonder why did you, you provide these two lengthy chapters 
God to, um, to give us such a vivid description of this one nation, this one empire. But God, I believe as we continue to, to study these, the remainder of chapter number 50 and then all of chapter number 51, I believe that we'll find that, God, you put these truths in here for a reason. And God, uh, uh, the Lord, what we learn is the more things change, the more they stay the same. And God, I pray, Father, that you would help us as individuals and collectively, Lord, as, as a church, Lord, as a nation. God, help us to learn, God, that America is not exempt from judgment. And, and sadly, we have followed the road. The last uh, couple of decades, Lord, at least, last several decades here in this country, Lord, we have forgotten the foundation. Uh, of, of, uh, of the house. Lord, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? And God, our foundations, Lord, uh, we've switched foundation. We had a solid foundation. America was built on a solid foundation, but now uh, over the last few years, it's been replaced by shifting sand. And one of these days, God, as, as brilliant and as magnificent and as impressive uh, Lord, as this, this city on a hill has been, Lord, for the past 300 years or so, God, I'm afraid that the walls are going to come tumbling down. And when it does, it's going to be in a, in, a, in a violent and a catastrophic way. Lord, help us to repent. Help us to turn from our sin and turn to you before it's too late. We love you and we praise you and we ask all these things in Jesus' precious name. Uh, and for his sake, all God's people said, you are dismissed.